Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Good evening, welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you for joining us. It is episode 175, and I've just... Hi, Alan. You've clearly had more time on your hands than me. No, I just opened up the webpage and told me. Um, <laughs> that's all it was. How are you? Um, I am pretty exhausted. You're pretty exhausted. Why are you exhausted? I don't know, there's just been too much happening for me. Mm, um, I know that feeling. Work-wise... Training wise, just all sorts of stuff in it. Like, so you've I've had got, a stressful week. I've got to the point where I know that Christmas is coming, and yeah, it's now the goose it. is getting fat. Um, I've got to cook Christmas this year. Well, I'm going to cook whole of Christmas. You've got to cook for the family. Yeah. The question is, Alan, is your tree up yet? My tree is not up yet. However, I did buy some decorations. Oh, he's feeling the Christmas spirit. Uh, my tree's not up yet either. Um, I know somebody on Facebook did put up this week that they've got their tree up already. Never. Yeah. So they work already, in a shop? I don't know. They just already got their tree up, which is lovely, I'm sure, you know, but um, it is the beginning of November. Now, I love Christmas just as much as the next man, um, but I, even for me, I think a tree up in November is a little bit excessive. I think it's, well, you know, you get Halloween out of the way. Yeah. Halloween. Well, some people do Halloween more than what we do. Yeah. We put decorations up for one day, and the day after it's in a bin, in the not in the bin, in the bag in the loft. Yeah. Um, but Christmas, we tend to set Christmas out on the 1st of December. So you go 1st of December through to sort of beginning of January. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sounds good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Going to be good. Uh, anyway, yes, we are here. We haven't actually spoken for a few weeks, because the last episode we released was um, our Butlins episode. Uh, we went off to Butlins for a... Lovely, jolly, wonderful time, and uh, you know what? I quite enjoyed it. I need to put a little uh, little footnote in here, which is a couple of people have said that uh, the audio was a bit um, yeah awkward on uh, the Butlins one, and it was to a certain extent. Um, basically, what had happened was we recorded it on a, a handheld recorder. We did, um, and I don't know if the handheld recorder was stereo or not. Sterile. Sterile. Um, and basically, we recorded on sort of the left-hand channel. Yeah. And um, then Adam mixed it up and put the backing tracks on, and it became that all happened on the right-hand channel. And basically, if you listen to it on an iPhone without headphones on, all you heard was background music for half an hour. If you had headphones in, you'd have heard the whole thing. Yes. Um, if, like, for example. My wife listened to it in the car, and she could hear the whole thing because it was obviously stereo in the car. But I'd be listening yes. to. Yes. So apologies for that. It's my fault. Yep. Uh, but um, listen to it with headphones on. It'll be fine. Uh, but anyway, what we got going on this week? I want to talk to you a little bit about something I did last weekend towards the uh, the 
Cold War Children's stuff and the Disney Britain running team. Uh, we're going to do Disney's Ultimate Attraction. We've got four more attractions for you, which we're going to be talking about this week, which you have been voting on, and we're going to see what goes through. The, uh, the list is getting ever shorter. We've got one more set for this round um, after this week, and then we really are down to what is going to be about the final 20 attractions in the whole of Walt Disney World. Um, and that's the point where some seriously big hitters are going to be disappearing uh, and coming up against each other. So that should be really interesting. Um, and also we want to talk a little bit about um, the future of Walt Disney World. Not in the fact that we reckon Disney World's going anywhere, because it's clearly not going anywhere at all. But uh, what do we reckon Walt Disney World will look like in 20 years' time? You know, we're going to go through each theme park and just talk about what we think it might look like in 20 years and what might happen to it in 20 years' time. And, and pretty much uh, that'll be the show, I think. That should be it, shouldn't it? It'd be quite interesting. I've just uh, added a bit more information into my pile there. Have you? Into your piles. Yeah. Right. Into my piles. Um, what I'm going to also add, yeah. because of my Christmas cooking this year, Yeah. I've, I've never cooked Christmas before in my life. Have you not? Um, and I had been invited around my parents, but obviously the unforeseen circumstances yes, happened a few course. months ago um, meant that we're not going to be doing that. So if anyone's got any good Christmas recipes... <coughs> And I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to be doing turkey, or as Chris Speed has suggested, that uh, Morrison's do some sort of pork loin wrapped in turkey, wrapped in crackling or bacon. Oh, yeah, wrapped in duck, wrapped in this, yeah. Yeah, I'd love a bird within a bird within a bird. There you go. I don't know how, I don't know how many you go. But um, well, any any suggestions or any uh, Disney-inspired good recipes? recipes? Spotted dick? That would be nice. Would, wouldn't it? Um, okay, before this uh, gets any more Christmassy, uh, which I'm sure we can because I can find some Christmas music. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Disney Rip Running Team stuff. Um, obviously, uh, Disney Rip Running Team, we are still going. We're still working towards the Disneyland Paris Half Marathon September next year. Alan's all booked up and paid up, and he is now going. And this is where I tell him I'm not really going. It was a joke. No, not really. Yeah. Um, I, this weekend, spent uh, a very interesting morning in uh, the middle of the Leicestershire countryside. And I went and took part in the Wolf Run. It's called. It was the Winter Wolf Run. It's a 10k mud obstacle course where, um, you know, we talked about rock solid, and we thought we got dirty and muddy and rock solid. This is yep. nothing compared to what happened at Wolfram. Um, it was a brilliant course. It was great fun. But uh, one of the things that it did was uh, was cover you in every type of mud you've ever known in your life. You'd kind of get covered in mud, and then you'd end up in water, so it'd clean you off. And then you'd end up back in mud again, and you were just covered. Uh, wolf Run stands for, well, the wolf bit stands for waters, obstacles, lakes, and fields. There's no mud in there, but that's what it was and it was a lot of natural obstacles there were some man-made obstacles as well including my favorite the monkey bars which um i think i actually managed a more spectacular landing uh, than i did in rock solid where i took out the inflatable shark uh, this time though no water underneath just hard ground uh, which was good but there were moments where the the mud was that thick you would fall in it and you would get stuck in it and you'd need someone to help pull you out there was one point where i pretty much dive bombed uh like almost like the water style bomb into the mud and got myself well and truly stuck. Uh, but head to toe covered in, in mud. Uh, ended up at one point in a lake of which you had to wade through. But the water depth was kind of up to my chest. And you got to imagine as well that this water was freezing cold. So you jumped into this water and you just felt it take your breath away. Um, it did, was um, good. Did you ever lose your shoes? I didn't lose my shoes. They were well tied on and they stayed on my feet the whole time. Thank goodness. 
Uh, there was an amazing water slide, uh, some aim frame stuff, which was cool. I got my favourite six foot walls again, which I scaled. Uh, no, this one might have been an eight foot wall, actually, but you had a little few gaps in between so you could get yourself over. Um, and again, it was all done for Cordwell Children, all done to raise money for a charity. And uh, it, there's some photos which are about, I believe, now starting to come up. So uh, I'll try and grab hold of some photos and post them up on uh, the Disney Rip page if I can. Um, but there's some great stuff on there, and uh, it was brilliant fun, even though I was absolutely shattered by the end of it. And I mean, shattered by the end of it. I don't think I was useful to anybody for the rest of the day to be honest um went to the pub straight afterwards to have some food and sat right next to the open fire because it was that uh, cold and i was absolutely freezing and we got there sat next to the open fire and within five minutes they switched the fire off i said why have you switched fire <laughs> it's ever so hot in here it's really not please switch it back on by this point i still got the number 850 written on my forehead and i was still half covered in mud um, but um, brilliant experience and uh, I loved it so thank you to all the people I did it with you were all wonderful and brilliant and lovely and amazing um, and uh, no doubt we're now thinking about what we're going to do next and we've got some more that we're thinking about lined up but obviously we're doing it for Cordwell Children so if you do want to sponsor me then you can go to justgiving.com forward slash Disney but running team and uh, posthumously is that right? I don't know that's the right word. Um, sponsor me for doing that, and we'll let you know more about what the running team is going to be doing and how we're doing with the training and all that sort of stuff uh, over the next coming months. I have no doubt, but I think it's it's kind of mud obstacle running season closed now. I don't think there's much else going on before Christmas now. I think it would just be absolutely insane to do anything else now. Well, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too cold uh, on Saturday, but uh, it did at one point rain. It was torrential rain, and we were stood right next to the, the forest at the time. It was like brilliant, straight into the woods, and we can get covered. Except for one of my friends saw a leak in a water pipe and went, oh, I can wash my eyes out. I was like, well, is the rain that's coming from the sky not good enough for you? Um, so we had to uh, wait and get... We were soaked by that point anyway, so we had to make two anyway. The toilet was overflowing. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm going to add something into your um, uh, running team yeah. information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 20th of November. Yes is the dates that if you've booked with uh, Run to the Magic, yeah. you have to have paid your final payment. Oh, right, okay. So you've got a couple of weeks. No, right. Yeah, yeah it's about two weeks, isn't it? And basically the email that we I received off them says that um, your money's got to be in by the 20th of November. Yeah. They will not be sending a reminder. Okay. So you've got to have just have paid it and that's it. End of. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's Wolfrun. It was great fun. Loved every single minute of it. Uh, you know, and um, yeah, it was great. Okay. Let's move on. It's time to bring back Disney's Ultimate Attraction. Okay then, so uh, Disney's Ultimate Attraction, we have got four more pairs for you. We've been asking you to vote on. This week, it's the Country Bear Jamboree versus Expedition Everest. It's a Small World versus Festival of the Lion King. Cinderella Castle versus Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin and Test Track versus Dumbo the Flying Elephant. So, uh, what is going through and what is going out? Alan, let's start off then with uh, Country Bear Jamboree and Expedition Everest. So, you've got a uh, classic Walt Disney attraction here. Country Bear Jamboree was designed by Walt Disney. It was originally supposed to go to the Miracle Mineral, sorry, Mineral King Ski Resort. 
they were going to be building. Yep. It was going to be part of the nighttime entertainment. That obviously never came to fruition, so they decided they would put it in the Magic Kingdom. And we had our Country Bear Jamboree inside of uh, Liberty, not inside of Frontierland. I was about to say Liberty Square, completely wrong. Uh, that comes up against Expedition Everest, found in the Animal Kingdom. It is a roller coaster which takes you up into the heights of Everest where you're supposed to be fighting the what is now Disco Yeti. Um, and it takes you forwards and backwards and has some mighty big hills in it. So two completely different attractions. One I think Alan's ridden and one that he hasn't. So what are you going for, Alan? I can't believe you say that I've ridden the junk, the country bears. Well, you know what I mean. Been on, seen. I've, I've not been on any it. of the country bears. You've not. You've not ridden any of the country bears. No. Um, but we'll we'll start off with Expedition Everest, okay. right? And as Adam's touched upon, I'm a bit of a wuss and I don't really like all the big rides. Yeah. Well, However, I love Expedition Everest. What? This I've is a been, revelation. What is going I, on here? I have been on it several times. Okay. And um, we usually do the single rider, which. It's even worse for me because I can't grip onto the weirdo that's sitting next to me. <laughs> or they say that I'm the weirdo sitting next to them. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, so I love it. I love the sort of the effects that are on it. I love the whole setup on it. Okay. But it would be so much better if the Yeti did actually work. Well, I, I have been lucky enough to have seen the Yeti work properly. I don't know if I have. Um, once, I think, I've seen it work properly. And that was because I rode it on opening day. Right, so that was it. Yeah. I was actually... We, I arranged a schedule where we went. So uh, we were actually riding on opening day. We went to Animal Kingdom that day. And it was it, it worked brilliantly. Yeah. it's like, Have you ever seen the Modern Marvels thing about it? Yes, I have, yeah. So there's like the Discovery Programme, which talks about the sort of the building of it and how the power behind the Yeti is like the power of a, a jet engine yep. or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is going to be a brilliant attraction. There's such a build-up to it. And before they were building the attraction, there was YouTube videos, which mm -hmm. you can't seem to find anymore, which had um, Joe Rohde doing treks around the Amazon or whatever he was doing, the Himalayas. And it was all sort of like building up the story. And now when you get on it, it doesn't work properly. No, it doesn't work at all. Strobe lighting. Yeah. It was like, this This is a, a, the most advanced animatronic in the world. The most powerful, the biggest. And it just would just light it up with a strobe light. Pretty much, yeah. That's how it yeah. works. So you've got Expedition Everest versus Country Bears Jamboree, which is pants. I don't know. Oh, you do. It's not you pants. You do know. It's, it's nostalgic. There is nostalgic and yeah. there's pants. Well, okay, yeah, there is. It's not... There's there's a bit in the Country Bear Jamboree, which the first... No, not the first time. The, two times ago when I saw it. Big Al in the corner. The yeah. big, miserable one who yeah. talks about... I think it does he do blood on the dance floor. Or but there's like blood on the, that's right. Murder on the dance floor. That's the one. No, he does blood on the saddle. Right, okay. And um, he, he starts singing halfway through. Someone else doing his their thing. Yeah. It was like, hang on, this is just not working. But no one's been bothered to tell anyone. No. No, there's a bit of a clash. And this, I, I don't. I, I like. I like the way that there is a bit of adult humour into the the sort of topics in the songs. Yeah. But I can't see it lasting that much longer because of that. Okay. Uh, but no, I would. I wouldn't say that I would miss it if it went. You've so. also. I think. To defend Country Bear Jamboree, um, it is possibly one of the most 
politically incorrect. Not politically incorrect, but just wrong shows that exist in Disney World. Yeah. You know, the three bears that sing, um, the guys who turn me on, turn me down. Yeah. It's an interesting one to still get away with. Um, but I, there's something about it that I quite like. And it goes back to that nostalgic, there's not much left in the park that Disney created, and that's one of them. Sort of things. But, yeah, the thing is, it's better than some of the recreations that other theme parks around the world have tried to do. I've, I've yeah. worked in one theme park that tried to create a kind of version of this, and it was worse than the Disney World one. I can believe it. So what you're saying is, this Look. tall mountain that is Expedition Everest... Is going to outweigh Country Bear Jamboree, the Walt Disney classic. Yeah, and the other thing I'm going to add about the Country Bear Jamboree is they removed one of the what I thought was one of the better post-show experiences relating to it. Yeah, and that, that was there used to be three moose heads on the outside of they the. They did. Hill. They were brilliant. And I, I can't remember if they are they in Pecos Bills. I think they were. I don't know if they still are. I think they were. Well, they're not there now, I know that. But every so often they would just wake up and chat. Yes, they would. And it was like, brilliant. But but I also like the bear claws that are on the floor in the in the pre-show area. Yeah. Which is quite clever. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to sway you from going for Everest, is it? I've actually um, was looking through my holiday photos and I've got photographs of the bear claws on the floor. Brilliant. See? Geek at heart. So you're going Everest. Yeah. Everest all the way. Right, well, as much as I love Jamboree and... I. I think it was up against something lesser known uh, or minor. I'd go for Jamboree, but it just can't be Everest. Everest is too good an attraction. It's so well themed. Even before you get on the ride, you go in the queue line, you've got the whole Yeti Museum. You can't beat the Yeti Museum for the, the quality of theming and detail. Uh, it's, it's possibly one of the best queue lines, I think, in the whole of Walt Disney World. And that alone, I think, beats Country Bear Jamboree. And then you had the attraction on top. Yes, we know we've got Disco Yeti. I know he's not working properly and I think the chances are it's going to stay that way for a long time. But there's no way Jamboree beats Everest. And to be honest, it doesn't really matter what we think anyway because everyone agrees with us and Everest absolutely smashed Country Bear Jamboree. Um, which means we say goodbye to it. And Everest goes through to the next round and Country Bear Jamboree goes into the bin. Which is, um, which is sad because it's a Disney's classic, you know. But uh, it is... One of those things. We have still got one of Walt Disney's original attractions in, definitely be. in. Well, we've got two actually. Pirates of the Caribbean, kind of, and Carousel of Progress is in the next round. So I don't feel so bad for it disappearing. Okay. Uh, it's a small world then. It's it's a small world versus Festival of the Lion King. Okay, so we've got It's a Small World, which is again another Walt Disney original. It was something that he created for the World's Fair, 1964-65 World's Fair. And uh, that was then obviously used in order to help create the attractions in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. That comes up against Festival of the Lion King, which is in the Harambe Theatre in Animal Kingdom. It is um, a kind of celebration of the Lion King. It doesn't retell the story as such, but it uses all the characters from it. It uses a load of the songs from it. It's got acrobatics and dancers and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, so again, two very different styles of attraction here. One, an old classic. The other one is um, a more modern sort of show, I suppose. Right, I'm going to start. Come on then. If I never rode It's a Small World again, I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't care. Lies. I just... It just... It does nothing for me. Nothing. And I think the thing is, I was, I was 
it was ruined for me as a child for the fact that my dad wrote it again and again and again. And don't get me wrong, you know, I will go on it because I know there's lots of other people who love it and will want to go on it. But mm-hmm. if I had a choice, it, I wouldn't, you know, and if I'm going on a solo trip, then I'm not going on it. I'm not going anywhere near it. I'm not bothered. Um, Festival of the Lion King, on the other hand, I really like. I love the music from Festival of the Lion King. I remember buying myself the, uh, I used to be able to buy a CD in the yep. um, exit of, um, oh, Imagination Pavilion, that's the one. And you used to be able to go and burn onto that CD loads of tracks of things you knew from your trip. And one of the ones I put on that on my first CD was the finale song from Festival of the Lion King. So I've had a bit of a thing for that song for a long time anyway, and I really do like it. Um, and for me, I just I would prefer to see Lion, Festival of the Lion King over It's a Small World any day. So I'm voting for Festival of the Lion King. Fair enough. What about I'll, you? I'll let you do that. Thanks, that's very kind of you. Um, I'll I'll be honest. I don't. My personal viewpoint is I don't think Festival of Lion King or um, It's a Small World. Yeah. Has that rewritability? Okay. I, th- I think you, once you've seen it once, you. I, I'm not excited to see it again. No. Um. So it's to me. Don't get me wrong. I I, I enjoyed them both. Yeah. And I enjoyed. Festival of the Lion King, but when I've seen it the third or the fourth time, I'm, I've, I didn't even see it the last time I went. Okay, so it's not a must-do for you? No. I think I did do It's a Small World, though. Oh dear. You're going so, It's a Small World, aren't you? I think I, think I am actually going to go It's a Small <laughs> World, as wrong as that sounds, and against everything that I'd probably say normally. Yeah. Um, only because, I don't know, I, this, it just doesn't grip me, and I, and I love Animal Kingdom. So mm, mm. there's something seriously wrong here. Yeah, what's going on here? You're going against your favourite park. Yeah. This um, is just no. Well, it makes you feel any better. Uh, we haven't made any difference to the result. It's a small world. Did win only by a small margin though, but it did win uh, against Festival of the Lion King, and it takes Festival of the Lion King out, which means we say goodbye to that. And uh, we now say goodbye also to to Country Bears Jam- Jamboree as well. Uh, I'm going to leave the next one because. We can actually sway that. We're going to go to the final uh, one that we've got of the four. And this is Test Track versus Dumbo. So Test Track is the uh, modern, I suppose one of the most modern attractions you'll find inside Epcot. It is uh, an idea where you get to design your, well, you used to be able to design your own car, you used to be able to go through the test facility before. Now you can design your own car, ride it, and check it for its environmental qualities and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it has the high speed bend right at the very end at 60-something miles an hour, um, and uh, it's a pretty good attraction. And that comes up against Dumbo, which again is another classic attraction in any Walt Disney Park. It is pretty much a spinny ride it goes up and down it uh, has long queues quite often particularly in Disneyland Paris and um, yeah they're the two that are up against each other two you would argue classic Disney attractions so Alan where are you going um right obviously this they spent a shed load of money recently yeah taking it from one Dumbo into two Dumbos dueling Dumbos there's a big thing about Julian and Dumbo. There was. And I'm thinking, why? Why bother? I can, I can go on any ride. I'm, I'm telling a lie there because some rides are totally different. Any ride that's got a, a central spinning action and some animals that you climb in the back of and it goes up and down. Yeah. And it's exactly the same everywhere throughout the world. 
The only difference would be that the dueling dumbos, one goes clockwise and one goes anti-clockwise. <laughs> you know, it's 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 nothing amazing, is it? No. But it's one of these rides that people go, oh, I've got to go on Dumbo. I prefer the um, the pre-show thing for Dumbo now. The uh, kids' play area? The... Yeah. Yeah. Although the adults aren't allowed to play on it, but um, my kids seem to enjoy that, and it's a good break out of the sun. Yeah, that's true. So that's uh, that's one point for Dumbo. I like that. Um, test track, I've just dropped my pen. Um, test track is a bit too temperamental. The amount of times that I've queued up to go to see Test Track. Yeah. And before you get to the roller shutters, it rains and it gets turned off. Okay. It's like they've got a concept, and the concept was a giant scale extrix, and we'll go and put it outside, and oh, hang on, in Florida, it doesn't like rain. So we'll best turn it off. Okay. I'm sure it's something to do with electrocution. I don't think I've ever met that problem. In all the years I've been going, every time I've ridden Test Track, I don't think I've ever had an issue where it shut down because of rain. Well, when last time we went, we had um, the new Fast Pass things. Yeah. And they said, don't worry, you'll be able to use your Fast Pass for any time later on in the day. Yeah. Now, bear in mind that this is about 6 o'clock at night, and we've got a meal booked for 7 o'clock, and, you know, the time's running out. Hmm. And after the, out of the three times I've been to Epcot, the last three times it was shut. Okay, so, so you've not had a chance to ride it? No, well, I did I did once. So you've ridden the new version? Yeah. So your opinion between new version and old version? I like the new sort of neon style graphics that's yeah. on it. The sort of Tron-esque animation. I think yeah. that's that's quite cool. Um, but essentially it's the same ride as it's always been. So yeah, it's, it's not changed. It's, it's no difference. Um... But I think Test Track would win over Dumbo any time because Dumbo's just Dumbo, isn't it? Fair enough. So you're going Test Track. That's okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, well, Test Track does win for me, um, without shadow of a doubt. But less so than it used to. I don't. I prefer the old version of Test Track to the new version of Test Track. I just think it was. It worked much better. There was a clear understanding, clear story to it. The fact that you were in a test facility and you were going through all the things that would happen to a car in order for it to be tested to be safe. The kind of design new car thing, I can see why they've done it with the interactive queue and I want to modernise it slightly, but for me, I don't think it quite works as well. I really don't think that the theming is as good as it used to be and it's all gone a bit Tron and a bit neon and I can see why they've done it and made it a little more computer game-esque. But it's nowhere near as good as it used to be. Now, having said that, you're right. It doesn't beat Dumbo. But the thing is, with Dumbo, is it is one of those things. And it's it's a bit like the TTA, right? You ride it, but you don't know why you ride it. Yeah. You kind of love it, and it doesn't really do a huge amount. And Dumbo's exactly the same. It's kind of one of those attractions where if you actually thought about what exactly it does, how long you, queue for, you can queue for it, for what it does, you, you need your head looking at to waste an hour of your holiday just to do it but at the same time it's a classic it's kind of one of those must do things especially if you've got like younger kids with you you know you've got young young boys and girls who really want that opportunity to ride in Dumbo and you see the smile on their faces and just how excited they get when they go on it you know it's worth going on just for that um, but but it is all intents and purposes a plastic elephant that spins around and goes up and down I've, um, um, I've got another thing to say what Dumbo's rubbish as well. Why? 
When I went on it, the last trip, yeah. I had my um, selfie stick yeah. and my uh, GoPro. Yeah. GoPro ripoff. Um, was it but Pro I didn't guy? have a selfie in, as, a, as a long stick. I yeah. basically had it just as a handle. It wasn't a selfie stick. Right, okay. It was, it was basically an handle. handle. Because if you've got a GoPro machine, it's, um, there's not a lot to hold on to. No. So I was basically just holding it, and I wasn't even 100% sure I was going to video on it or not. Yeah. And as I got into the into the Dumbo, the um, cast member said, you have to put that on the floor, sir. So I had to put my video camera on the floor. Rubbish. So, double boo. Double boo indeed. Um, well, test track goes through, Dumbo's goes out. It's quite simple. Uh, Dumbo, there were four people who voted for Dumbo. That was it. So there were four people who listened to this who think test track is worse than Dumbo. We're intrigued to know what they're, they're thinking behind that is. Okay, onto the fourth and final pairing. This one could be a really interesting one. Uh, this is Cinderella Castle versus Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Now, Cinderella Castle is obviously the weenie of uh, Magic Kingdom. It's the one thing that stands out. It's that centerpiece of the whole of the Magic Kingdom. Just as you know, every Magic Kingdom star park around the world has that castle. Cinderella has. Uh, Cinderella has her own in the Magic Kingdom. Um, there's not a huge amount attraction-wise on the inside. You have got um, Cinderella's Royal Table. You've got the Castle Suite in there as well. Obviously, it's a centerpiece for fireworks and that sort of stuff in the evening. And that comes up against Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, which is a Toy Story-themed attraction where you sit in your ride vehicle, you're given a laser gun, and you have to shoot all of the targets and score as many points as possible. You can spin your vehicle around to try and put people off and also to get all of the targets that might be hidden that people don't so, these two are extremely close, right? I'm not going to tell you in which direction they are, but okay. we could sway this one way or another so one stays in and one goes out. Okay. So, one way or the other. So, you're trying to suggest that it's the Buzz one Lightyear. One way or the other. Um, uh, I'm not telling you. But one, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on, you go first. Right, okay. Um, I like the idea of Toy Story Midway Mania. Mm -hmm. I know that you're just shooting at a video screen and then you get moved around. And essentially, Buzz Lightyear is similar to that, but it's the the previous version. It's better no, themed, it's, I think, in the sense that it's, it's got the, the dark ride elements to it. But to, to me, it's the, the, queue, the queue in it... The queue right up to the up to the ride. Yeah. It feels a bit sort of I don't know, a bit too corporate. It's a bit too you're walking around walls that have got stickers on the walls. Yeah, I can see why they've done it. I see what they tried to do with it. It, it to me it just doesn't have that whole immersion that you've got on, say, Toy Story Midway Mania. Yeah. Where you've got a lot more to look at. But you are essentially just looking at stickers and, and I know it could be argued that it's like a toy box. Or something like that, or a comic, or whatever. But yeah. Um. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. That the laser guns are fixed. You can't lift them out the holsters. Uh, on this version, yeah, they are fixed. It's the Disneyland Paris ones. And they're not. Right. Okay. So. They're, yeah, they're they're a bit clunky to use. Yeah. I think. I think I can remember having sort of an aching aching hand. No. It's it's not unique as in 
There's one in Disneyland Paris. There's, there's one in. They are different. They're, they're a different layout, a different setup. But it's essentially the same. Whereas the castles are all different throughout the world. So, right, this is where I'm going with it. Without that castle, my photographs would be rubbish at um, Walt Disney World. Right. Because if I had my photographs taken at Buzz Lightyear, they're going to be very blurry anyway. At the low light. Okay. Um, and the castle, it sort of adds a new dimension to it, and they've got the, sh the projection shows and all that sort of stuff. And if that castle wasn't there, it's going to be a rubbish projection show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. They're going to do. They'll, they'll do a projection show on some sort of misty water spray, and that's rubbish anyway. So um, what you're telling me is you're going for Cinderella Castle over Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Or is and, she and doing an Alan the, Sugar on The Apprentice where he goes, oh, you were rubbish and you were rubbish and it could be you, but actually I'm going back to the original. <laughs> no, I, I think Cinderella Castle has to stay because, um, I don't know, I've, I've had more more fun experiences with, with the castle or within the castle, um, as in Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. I've sat there for yeah. two hours on the floor while my daughter got makeup shoved on her face and um, I've eaten and had the most speedily rushed out breakfast in the world it was amazing <laughs> I suppose you've got different experiences to in Cinderella Castle to me then in the fact that I've had those experiences because you've got girls you've had those experiences of Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique of the Raw Table all that sort of stuff see I've not had any of those experiences with with Harry so for me Cinderella Castle is, is that icon yeah but there's not a lot in there that I would say yeah it's an amazing attraction and, and I love it and it's brilliant and because I've not had that opportunity to, to go and take a little princess to get herself dressed up or to go yeah. and and you know get them to meet Cinderella and all that sort of stuff. I, I always feel that it is a bit harsh for the boys because they, they can go to the Bibbidi Bobby Boutique and they do like a it's like a knight in shining armour package. Yeah. yeah. But it's essentially a t shirt and a bit of hair gel. Yeah, exactly. And it's not the same. Whereas I've got memories of Buzz Lightyear with Harry because it's a, you know, get to sit in a ride with a gun and shoot stuff it's a boy thing yeah. you know compared yeah. to Cinderella Castle so we've had great fun on that particular attraction and I've got some really good memories of that and also with, with Craig's son Kieran you know I remember going on it with him and doing that as well and um, and him thrashing me and he was five because it's he right. understood where everything was don't worry I beat him at the go-karts at Butler yeah yeah that's that's right so did I Um, so you're going Cinderella Castle yeah I'm going Buzz Lightyear so that's just balanced it back out again. Cinderella Castle goes through mm -hmm. by one vote. If we'd have both voted for Buzz Lightyear, um, yep. Buzz Lightyear would knock Cinderella Castle out. I can't believe I'm gutted Buzz Lightyear's gone. That's the first one where I'm genuinely like, I can't believe that's actually disappeared. Oh, well. Okay. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad it's gone. It's rubbish. It's not rubbish. It's great. What was there before? Delta Dream Flight. Delta Dream Flight was there. If you had wings. Um, See, they would bring back bring back the classics. I know they said Le Visionarium, but that's Disneyland Paris, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, bring out the classics. Oh, I can't believe it's gone. Have you have you um you know the Visionarium? Yeah. The, what was he called? Was he called Nine Eye? Nine Eye, yeah. Did you know that the Disneyland Paris version Nine Eye is still inside the attraction? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Fine. Yeah. I won't bore you to say that you can look at it on my website. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a website that you can look at it? That was a beautiful bridge from one to the other, that, eh? Look at that. <laughs> what? How many you do well? 
Yeah, click on my adverts, please. Um, so, what, is there, is, does it have a web address for any chance? It's www.hiddendlrp.com. Oh, oh how was... convenient. You happen to know the web address as well. Yeah, that was the days <laughs> that it was Disneyland Resort Paris. But now it's just Paris. It's just Paris now. Okay, so that means Everest goes through, Small Worlds goes through, Cinderella's Castle goes through, Test Track goes through. Excellent. And then we say goodbye to Country Bears, Jamba something. Uh, Fast of the Lion King, Buzz Lightyear and Dumbo. I've got it. I've got. I can't question. believe two of mine have gone out. I'm disappointed. That's the way it happens. It's not funny. I don't like this game. I don't want to play it anymore. I've, I've got a question for you, Adam. I don't care. I don't want to play games. I don't want questions. I'm switching off. I'm going home. Oh, no. I've actually just stopped the music, and that's going to have to start again now. Go yeah. on. My question is, yeah. are we actually going to finish the ultimate attraction before I retire? Uh, no. There's every chance that we may die. Uh, before we finish the ultimate attraction. No, that's a lie. We've got five more pairs for this next right, round. Okay. okay, so next week, well, two weeks' time, the pairs you've got to vote for are Mickey's Filler Magic versus the Magic Kingdom Welcome Show. This is a bitch. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. You've been um, drinking the Stella too. No, I've not had a drink. No. Uh, Star Tours versus Toy Story Midway Mania. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yep. Peter Pan's Flight versus Walt Disney World's Railroad. Which is, that's alright. I could probably yeah, do that one. Yeah. Uh, Seven Dwarf Mine Train versus Illuminations. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. And Wishes versus Soaring. Ooh. There's some in there that are tricky. A bit awkward, that one, I think. So there were the last five, and then we go through to the next round, and then we're down to kind of our final 20. Excellent. So that's pretty good going. Right then. That is done. I suppose we need to move on to the final bit. That means I need some new music some to to beautifully transition from one to the other. Should I do this? Yeah, that's how See how that was beautifully transitioned from one to the other? <laughs> oh, ominous. Hear that? There we go. Uh, right, so, do you want to kind of explain what our discussion topic is this week? I would love to. Go on, then. Um... The year is 2035. I love it. Hang on, let me turn the music up a little bit. Adam has said that we've got to do a project about what's happening in the future at Disney. It almost sounds like we planned it. So I wrote six words down. Yeah, that's about as much as I <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, do you know what? We can, that couldn't have gone better if we'd have planned it. Um, no, I thought... <laughs> That's brilliant. It's genius. Um, oh, by the way, well done this week for doing a show where your mum's not wrong. That's two weeks in a row now. Yeah, I've turned my... Well, the phone is unplugged from the wall. <laughs> Still. And and the, the other show, we were in Butlins and I had no signal. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this. So we, what I kind of said to you was, what what do we think Disney World's going to look like in 20 years' time? And I thought we'd just go through each park very briefly and say this is like a little prediction so in 20 years time when people are still finding this podcast in the dredges of itunes library and they go oh look 20 years ago they made this podcast i wonder whether they're right we'll be like well i'll be nearly 60 in 20 years you'll be nearly 60 <sighs> you're well old i'm, I'm what I'm at, i think i'm about 37 or 38 so you're 37 or 38 can you not you're not sure what age you are hang on go and ask your wife I've, i think i'm 37 I'm She's out. Is she? Uh, I think I'm 37. So, 
You know, that's getting on to 60. And in reality, what am I going to be doing when I'm getting up to 60 and I'm getting near to retirement? I'll be going. Go to Disney World to find out whether your predictions are right. That's what you'll be doing. Okay, so let's. Get, I want to do all four parks, and all I want is quick prediction as to what you think it's going to be like. So let's start the Magic Kingdom. So in 20 years' oh, time... I want, to, I, want to, I want to stop you before oh, you why? start. Oh, why? Why are you stopping me? Because I want you to predict how much you think the park tickets will be. Oh, wow. How much park tickets are going to be in 20 years' time? Right, and I'll, I'll give you... I'll give you a clue. Why have you been to Look, the future? I've, I've done some uh, research here, and I've used my particle accelerator to get further into the future. Or I've drawn a line on a graph. Okay, I think I know how much I think. So currently, the park tickets are around about a hundred dollars. Yeah. Plus, plus tax. Yeah. In nineteen ninety-five. Yeah. Twenty years ago. Yeah. They were about $36. Good grief. Are they that, is it that how different it is now? Okay, yeah. maybe I'm well below what I thought it was going to be. So, in 2035, where do you think the park tickets could be? I was going to say about $140. But if you're saying it was $36 20 years ago and it's now $100. Um, no, I'm going to say about $140. Well, well, I went for a literal conversion to just say, right, okay, well, it's gone up $64 in the past 20 years, so we'll stick another 64 on there. But in reality, that's not how the Disney graph will work, will it? It's going to go up like 70-odd dollars, isn't it? Yeah. Would $170 that's be value for money? No, that's ridiculous. Well, it depends. It depends what we said it's going to be like in 20 years' time in the Magic Kingdom. Because bear, bear in mind that 10 years ago... Oh, how... Oh, do you know? Do you know what it really would be if it was one hundred and seventy dollars a day? It really would be this. Big summer blowout. That's what it would be. It would be mental, wouldn't it? So oh, let's have a look. So it was about fifty-three dollars ten years ago. Yeah. So, hang on. No, maybe it's fifty-five dollars. I've got me wrong line on my chart. So we were going fifty-five dollars. Oh, it's a bit pricey. Ten years on, hundred dollars. It's a bit pricey. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous amount of money. It's like for obviously we buy them in this country and they're not. They're yeah. Not cheaper. But but even so, it's 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 still a good wedge of money. It is a massive wedge of money. So then, Magic Kingdom. You're walking through the gates. Twenty years time. What's going on? Um, I would like to see an exhibit about Walt Disney in the Magic Kingdom. In the Magic Kingdom. Okay. Return him to the his home park where his heart was, where his head frozen. So you reckon he's going to have a frozen head? Yeah. I, I can't believe there isn't an animatronic of Walt Disney. Okay, I, that's not? true, actually. You know, you could have, instead of the partner's statue, which is now iconic, you could have an animatronic Walt Disney stand on a pillar. That would be a bit weird. I think it would be really weird and fun. I think he's not. Bit, he's not going to spit water at you. I think he'd be a little bit creepy. To be honest, know. I think that'd be a bit creepy. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just answer on a postcard. Or um, you know, you know, at Disneyland Paris, where you go down the the side arcades and you've got like a little show. Oh, you? the 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 Liberty one. Yeah. Yeah. Like that sort of thing at the Magic Kingdom, but to do with Walt's in his life. Okay. I think that's that's the way forward to remember Walt, and I would like to see that as part of Main Street. Okay. What else is happening? 
Um, Main Street is going to be themed to be the turn of the century. Okay. That's not going to change at all. So that's going to be exactly the same? Yeah. Adventureland? Oh, go on. Half the buildings will be hidden by scaffolding and banner material. Yeah. Because that's, that's the way it always is. Because that's what happened <laughs> at the turn of the century. So scaffolding becomes a mainstay. The scaffolding yeah. attraction. The magical world of scaffolding. I love it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's going to be much change in in Main Street USA because it's it's a historical reference point. Okay. I don't. I don't think they can update. It uh, you can't point. really know. You can't do much with that. Anything else? Any other big changes you reckon? Um, in the Magic Kingdom, generally. Yeah. I. I would. I would say that. Jungle Cruise is going to get a major update. Jungle Cruise is getting a major update, okay. Yeah, that, that's that's my belief. It's not saying based on any fact or anything like that. Right. However, you've just got this new uh, restaurant getting built, put yep. it in, and they're going to be dragging a lot more attention to the Jungle Cruise, and I would like to think that would give them enough distraction yep. to do a major overhaul on the Jungle Cruise. Okay, fair enough. I'm not saying that's going to input live animals, but I think it may put in more moving animals than the rigid plastic ox that's there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. What else have we got? Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. I think, I think that them go-karts could do with a major upload in the next few years. Okay. They're rubbish. Yes, I agree. There's always a massive queue. Yeah. You know, it, it could do something with that. Yeah. It's outdoors, it's in the sunshine, it's it's not very Tomorrowland with these old-fashioned go-karts. No, this is true. They, they could do something quite cool. They could do a, a more... You know, they, they, could, they could even do it a bit like Test Track in a way. Yeah, something a little bit different like that. Where, where you're driving your own ski electrics. Yeah. That'd be quite cool. Right, so is that everything? I think that's all I can, I can okay. think of that um, is jumping out. So in 20 years' time then, uh, let you say, I think Magic Kingdom is probably going to be the most untouched park out of all of them because it is the Magic Kingdom because it is the classic. So yeah, Main Street USA isn't going to be touched. That's not going anywhere. You'll find that um, I think Adventureland will have a little bit of work done to it. I agree with you. I think the Jungle Cruise will be updated and I think they'll probably have more kind of animatronic style um animals rather than the kind of the old piston sort of ones that you've got now the pneumatics i think yep. you'll also probably find and it wouldn't surprise me if this happens that disney are going to be able to create some sort of audio animatronic that is actually able to roam and yeah. they can physically move around so it will look like the animals are roaming and able to move so you might find you're going to have crocodiles that can look like they're swimming you're going to have all that sort of stuff so it wouldn't surprise me if that does come about with the jungle cruise obviously you've got the, the skipper stuff coming on that sort of thing so i think that will happen Liberty Square, I don't think you'll see a huge amount. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some more technology added to the Haunted Mansion in the next 20 years, which will give it something a little even more creepier. We look at what they've done with the final ghost scene and the inclusion of the, the kind of um, digital effects and things like that, which I think have all added to it. And I think that they'll do something with the Haunted Mansion, which will hopefully enhance and not take it away, which will be fantastic. Um, Frontierland, uh, I don't think you're going to get a huge amount of difference. I think they'll probably update some of the effects inside Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, I expect that will probably come sooner rather than later. That's probably going to 
certainly come in the next four years rather than the next 20 years. Um, Fantasyland, I don't see a huge amount changing in Fantasyland. Uh, the only thing that will happen is there'll be an addition of whatever princesses and fairy tales that did well for Disney will go in there. Uh, I don't see the Tangled Toilets surviving 20 years. I don't know. I just don't think they will. Uh, but you'll have additions to the areas. I, I wonder whether we'll see things like the Little Mermaid attraction will still be there in 20 years. It didn't exactly have rave reviews when it's opened. It was alright, but it's not amazing. Um, but if anything, they might expand Fantasyland a little bit more. Which would be uh, quite nice to see. Story uh, Storybook Circus, I think, will still be there. We look at how long things like um, Toontown Fair and all that sort of stuff survived and it wasn't necessarily supposed to. Um, so I think that will still survive. Um, but I think the biggest change, and it will probably surprise people, is I see Tomorrowland either going through a major refurb or disappearing completely. Um if you look at what Tomorrowland, out of all of the lands in the Magic Kingdom, Tomorrowland is the one now that is a little bit hodgepodge. Um, yeah. You think, you go in there, Stitch's Great Escape, okay, it's alien space related. Is it future? Not necessarily. The Monster Sync, not particularly future. You've got Buzz Lightyear, yep, that's absolutely fine. I can see how that fits in there. Autopia, I agree, is going to get changed. It's either going to be ripped out and they're going to put a whole new attraction in there or they're going to change the vehicles so it's going to be something new and something a bit, little bit different. It wouldn't surprise me if we end up with electric vehicles or something like that going on there. Uh, yeah. Space Mountain will survive. I think it will probably get some more effects and things like that as well. And I think they'll probably open up the back of Tomorrowland and maybe add some more stuff there. But I genuinely see in the next 20 years Tomorrowland going through quite a major overhaul and becoming something either completely different or definitely totally rethemed and loads of new attractions going in there. Yeah. I think Tomorrowland has already been sort of like it had a major overhaul well, it had. to yeah. bring it into the newer future. Yeah, because originally Tomorrowland looked like Space Mountain. Yeah. Everything was white. It was like, it was like a concrete city centre, like Birmingham. Yeah. yeah, it was a little bit, yeah. Um, but I think Disneyland Paris have done their Tomorrowland quite well. Is it Tomorrowland or Discoveryland? Discoveryland. And I think that might be the, the route that they'll go down. This because the the problem is if they go and update Tomorrowland, they know they're updating it only for a certain period of time before they have to update it again because it doesn't look like the tomorrow they were expecting. Yeah. Maybe they could turn it into Tomorrowland the film. Maybe Tomorrowland, or I it wouldn't be surprised me if they call it Discoveryland or something of that sort of nature. If that's what comes next, mm. it would not surprise me if that's what happens. Uh, okay, then let's head to second part, Epcot. What is going on at Epcot in twenty years' time? In 20 years' time, I would imagine that every single country pavilion will have its own Disney character, which is from a yep. cartoon. Yeah. Um, because obviously we're starting to see that a lot more. Um, where are we at? We're, Norway's getting the new Frozen one, which obviously has already happened. Paris. Yeah. Ratatouille. Yeah. I think, I think it would be good to actually put attractions in there. Ratatouille's attraction would be amazing over there. Um, what else have we got? England. We haven't really got a good animation from England, have we, or UK? Uh, well, you've got Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Do you've got I don't think of Basil that the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, that's that doesn't really... Peter Pan. Right, okay, Peter Sh Pan, maybe. Shall I stop now? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll go with Peter Pan. <laughs> Mary Plus Poppins, kind of, half. Yeah, all right. So there are, there, are a few, there are a few, but I wouldn't... I don't, know, I don't know why I don't class Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, and all them sort of ones yeah. as the what are the major hits, even though they probably did really well for the Disney company. They did very well for the Disney company, yeah. Um, 
I know the Dumbo did really well, but I, I don't know. It's not one of my one of my top tens. Okay, fair enough. Whereas I'll, I'll, I'll put things like Ratatouille, Frozen. So we're looking at an overhaul of World Showcase with characters. Yeah. Put the characters in. Even well, I don't know if, if we went back to It's a Small World. Yeah. I would say there was is it Disneyland California they, where they put um, the characters in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a small world they did. Yeah, they put all the little character dolls in there. I think I think works, and I would like to see it. Um, we'll probably get another two um, countries. Yep. Um, I think Brazil would be a good place to be added to the World Showcase, um, because they can start queuing up outside there with a big flag. Imagine that Brazilian tour groups tour in Brazil in Epcot. A Brazilian. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. That that would be that would be the attraction. You just follow this flag in a long just, line. That's it, and just wander around the Brazilian pavilion. No, but I, I think in, in generally though, I think um, food-wise and um, entertainment, I think it, it could be a good pavilion to add. Okay. Well, they had the Brazilian pavilion. No, oh, it rhymes. Um, <laughs> they had the Brazil pavilion in uh, the Millennium Village. Right. When they did that for two thousand. I don't remember there being any flags though. Um, I would also like to see India. Okay, you just want a curry house, don't you? Yeah, because I've noticed that recently there's a lot more curry-inspired and spice-inspired foods coming to Disney World. This is true, yeah, with uh, a lot of the stuff going on, Boma, Gico, that sort of stuff in uh, yeah. Kingdom Lodge, yeah. And I think you've got China represented, you've got Japan represented, I think India would be a good one to go in. India would be a good one to go in, yeah. Not so, that. Okay, right, so... Is China is China Mulan? China is Mulan, yeah. So what about Japan? We haven't got a Japanese oh, Japanese got, um, princess. Hero, Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six is San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. So yeah, that they can shoehorn that in. That's fine. Yeah, that could squeeze in there. Yeah. Um, Mexico. Suppose you got them birds. The three caballeros. Yes. Yeah. So, so, uh, so that's where I see that the World Showcase is going. Okay. Um, test track, it will get a major, major overhaul. Because that pavilion once used to talk about the origination of the wheel. Yes. Um, it then got a major overhaul and became um, the test track where you did, were a test, dummy, test track dummy. Yep. Um, you then became a designer for designing cars and see how they sort of perform. And I think the the next step forward is clearly you've done the technology, you've done the sort of the safety. Mm. I think um, the only thing left is um, the sort of coolness factor. Yeah. So you'd be able to design cars and turn them into babe magnets. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so is that your updates for Epcot? Um. Yeah. Um. I think um, Universe of Energy might get a. A little bit of an update. Yeah, I think that they might actually talk about uh, new energy resources. They might have updated in 20 years' time to talk about like other useful resources that we use. Well, I, I was thinking they were going to sort of talk about um, oil burning still. <laughs> that might still be in there, just for nostalgic factor. And, and there is a concept of wind turbines. Yes, oh, these wind turbines have, might be around soon. Yeah. Okay. Um... um Leave a legacy might be reopened to because half of them marble slabs are not finished, are they? No, that's true. 
Um, okay, so what, what do I think is going to Epcot? Yeah, I think you've got Future World is going to have some changes, definitely. Uh, Universe of Energy will get a major update. If anything, it might even become something completely different. I don't know. Uh, Mission Space will still be there. That's not going anywhere. Uh, the thing is, by 20 years' time, we can actually reach Mars. So they've just found another planet we can visit. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, Journey into Imagination. There's still rumours hanging around that that might be updated at some point. And Captain EO has made its 20th return for just seasonal purposes. Um, living with the land is still there. Um, with soaring, it's now soaring all over the galaxy rather than soaring all over the world. Um, and there's still no narrator on living with the land, which is really sad. The Circle of Life film has sadly gone. Uh, but they did, for nostalgia's sake, keep the carpet walls of the pre-show area. Yeah, I wonder if they've ever hoovered them. I don't know. We've had this conversation so many times. We must ring Disney and ask. Um, so I think there'll be a change. Uh, you know, interventions will go completely. There'll be some new stuff in there. I think the edutainment st element will still be there. Uh, I'd just be intrigued to know kind of what they do now with the attractions, that sort of stuff. The, the seas will still be there as well. Um, I think that will have a big overhaul. There's every chance that in 20 years' time, you're going to be able to get in a submarine and go underwater and do something like that. It should be cool. Um, World Showcase, that's going to be renamed. It's going to be called the Frozen Showcase, where Disney will shoehorn Frozen into every single country in one way or another, due to them having made eight Frozen movies now, which have taken Anna and Elsa all the way around the world to visit their relatives who live in castles in different parts of Europe and America and Asia. Um, so you're going to be able to meet Anna and Elsa in each country in uh, a costume suitable for that particular country. Excellent. Um, no, we won't really. Um, no, I think there'll be two or three more uh, pavilions that'll be added in. There's more than enough space for them. Our, our Australia keeps kind of coming up again and again and again, so maybe we'll get something like that. I would quite like to see some sort of Indian pavilion in there as well. But I think, uh, but I'd also like to see some middle, some more Middle Eastern stuff in there. Obviously, at this moment in time, having something like Egypt or something like that is probably not the best idea. Um, but I think in 20 years' time, it'd be quite nice to see some more Middle Eastern stuff to go with things like your Morocco, which I suppose is the closest thing to the Middle East yeah. that we've got to at the moment. Because um, we seem to have this massive void. We've got Africa, we've got Asia, we've got Europe, we've got America, and then the kind of the whole Middle East area just doesn't have anything at the moment. But it'd be quite nice to see something like that going in there as well. Uh, some more attractions. I think France would really benefit from the Ratatouille attraction from Disneyland Paris. That'd be amazing. Um, and um, I don't know why they don't finally decide to build the Germany Rhine River attraction as well so that might go in there too Illuminations won't be there anymore we'll have something new and fantastic and fancy in 20 years time I believe I um, the Illuminations 2035 yeah and uh, you'll still be able to buy funnel cakes from the small hut just outside the American Pavilion yeah so I think there'll be some changes but I don't know whether it'll be massive uh, Hollywood Studios what's happening Um. Well, actually, actually, this is a real, real one, I think. Go on. Although I haven't really fully read this one, um, because of all the Star Wars stuff that's getting put in. Yeah. Star Wars Weekends is finishing. Yeah, it's already finishing, and it's not been done next year, is it? It's gone. Yeah. Which I, I think is a major mistake. It's an interesting one to do it so early, isn't it? Yeah. Especially as Star Wars there is not going to be open for a few years. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got to do a little bit of research here. Oh didn't mean to do this. Shall I start then with Hollywood Studios yeah. while you're doing your research? I think this is going to be one of the biggest, most dramatic changes and I think it's one of the things that I think we're going to see Disney do that's very much like Universal and we've never seen them do before 
I think this is very much going to become a franchise park. I think you're going to see less and less of the Disney properties appearing inside the park. Now, I think you'll find that there will be attractions in there based upon really popular Disney franchises. I have no doubt that that will happen. But I think you'll find that Disney will start to buy up, very much like Universal have, different franchises. Don't It will not surprise me if come 20 years' time we'll have a Star Wars land will have a lord of the rings area it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me if we have like a hunger games area in there as well and we have all of these franchises that disney kind of will jump on a beat universal to it and build all of these areas and hollywood studios will very much become about experiencing different movies in different areas uh, and it'll become less of the working studio that it that it kind of currently is i suppose um, great movie ride I think will survive but that will become a very very new different attraction um, except for the Tarzan scene which will survive and there will be a plastic Tarzan still swinging backwards and forwards um, but I, I see that be a massive change I think Fantasmic will probably still be around but in a slightly different guise Tower of Terror will survive uh, Rock and Roller Coaster will be uh, you'll be because of the age of Aerosmith you'll now be riding it riding in hearses um, down the track rather than limousines and um, I think you'll, you, I don't, I think you look at Hollywood Studios of today, and I think Hollywood Studios in 20 years' time will be a very, very, very different place. What do you think? Yes, I agree. So, what were you researching? Um, I, I can't actually find it, and I'm, I'm gutted. Um, and, oh, no, I've still not got it there. Um, because I got rid of Star Wars Weekends, yeah. it, was, it was a special Christmas Star Wars thing done right. many years ago. It's one of these things that the studios tried to hide, I think. Yeah. They thought it was a good idea at the time, and it includes this... I, I don't know if Princess Leia sings. You know, it was, it was a real thing. It wasn't like a fan-created thing. It's a... I'd, I'd love to find out... I've, is it Life Day or something like that? Yeah, I've, I vaguely remember something like this. Sounds familiar. Um, it could be a, a two-hour show aired just before Thanksgiving in 1978 and told of a new hopes Chewbacca and his family on Life Day. Okay. And um, basically, it was, the, it was the most horrendous thing ever. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, although I've only ever seen the first 20 minutes of um, one of the episodes. Just disappointing. Um, the kids didn't settle down, so I didn't watch the full yeah, thing. Well, but anyway, so I think that they will re-dig this out of the, the bowels of their history. Yeah. And have a Christmas event for Star Wars. Okay. Fair enough. Obviously, got a major Star Wars... Um, I suppose when they got the Star Wars land, they can do all sorts of stuff with that, can't they? Yeah. I, th I think if, if they've dropped Star Wars weekends, they've got to do something to... Would well, you think Star the Star Wars land will become basically a permanent Star Wars weekend? And I wonder whether that's the reason why they've dropped it now. Because they, rather than them doing Star Wars weekends and then people turn up this new Star Wars land and go, well, hang on a second, it's just the same as you used to do for Star Wars weekends. Whereas if they get rid of Star Wars weekends now, people will go to the new Star Wars land and forget a lot about what Star Wars weekends is and go, oh, this is amazing. But surely that Star Wars weekends was to pull in people during the dead times. Well, yeah, but clearly But then it became the major pull and yeah. it became a peak time. So... If it became Star Wars Weekends all the time, you're not going to have that sort of no, rush that of true. people. Oh, wait, I, I don't think it matters anyway. I think, you know, the Star Wars land will have the Harry Potter effect for Universal. Hopefully. It will. There's no doubt that it will. Even though you've got no information about it yet. No, but we, we know it's going to. We know how massive and popular it's going to be. Um, okay, all else for Hollywood Studios. 
do you think? Um, do, 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 do. Mm. With, with the Toy Story thing, I'd, I'd, I think the Toy Story section is going to expand further. Yeah, I think there'll be a massive expansion on the Toy Story area. I think, um, obviously, there's the, only a the couple of attractions that they've said that are going to be there. But I, I reckon that they're, they're going to add a few more into it because it's it's so easy to add in the concepts. You've got like all sort of things like Hot Wheels. Yeah. And, it wouldn't surprise and, and it, me if like the um, Cars Race... So the radiator springs appears. Yeah, there's, there's, there's so much more they can add to it, and with the potential demise of Indiana Jones, we don't know if it's gone yet or not. No, it seems to be a bit of a grey area, doesn't it? Well, they'll, they'll have stopped making them by that point, I would think, or at least with Harrison Ford, they'll have stopped making them anyway. Well, there's, there's rumours about the new a new Indiana Jones. Isn't there is, there? yeah, yeah. There's been a few that have been mentioned, and I've, I think Indiana Jones needs to be in the parks. Can't get rid of them. No, there'll be uh, there'll be some Indiana Jones in some way or other. But I don't think it'll be the stunt show. Maybe it's Indiana Jones Jungle Cruise. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hmm. Or maybe an updated version of Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones Adventure. Because we can't have James Bond. No. Well, we could. I don't know. Just, I don't think it would happen. You never know. You never know. I would. I would like to see. That whole concept of Indiana Jones, right? The treasure hunting, the yeah. you get a clue, you go from point A to point B to point yeah. C, whatever it is. I would have liked to have seen that in in um, what was it called? Oh, what's that film called with Nicolas Cage? Tre- uh, National Treasure. National Treasure. I would have liked that sort of thing to be in one of the parks. So something interactive. Something interactive where you actually gain entrance into a building by following the. T- clues. Yeah, that would be cool. Rather than you just stand at the window and flash a card and you see a picture and you move on to the next one. I would, I would like to actually be entered into an adventure because of you've done you found something. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and there is potential for that because I know that over um, is it Shanghai there's talks of some sort of high ropes thing. Apparently so, yeah, there was talk of something going in there. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we think, Hollywood Studios. Last one then, your favourite, Animal Kingdom. What's going to happen in 20 years' time? In 20 years' time? I think, although that Disney have got quite a good record for animal welfare, I imagine there'll be a documentary um, yeah. called Black Animal. Black Animal. <laughs> um, because as, as, as much as... I love Animal Kingdom, and as much as they used to have the slogan of "It's not a zoo," not a zoo, yeah, and it's 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 not a zoo. It it is a zoo. There's there's no way of hiding <laughs> it. Well, there is ways of hiding it. You just carefully hide the bars and wires and yes. electric fences. Um, definitely so a zoo. I, I think on the backlash of what's going to happen over at SeaWorld, I imagine that the animal conservation thing at Disney is going to suffer. Okay. Um, so they'll be having to focus more on on rides. And so you think it become a ride-based animal myths and that sort of stuff? Um, that's how that's how I feel in my heart. However, what I would like to see is I'd like to see a couple of pandas and a big Australia section added to it. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned Australia over at Epcot, but I think Australia would be quite good in uh, Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Because they've got quite a good um, collection of animals that um, are more unusual. Fair enough. 
Um, and pandas. Who doesn't like pandas? Oh, we all pander to them. Yeah. Um, okay, so you think conservation's going down, rides going up. Yeah. Okay, I think that come 20 years' time in the Animal Kingdom, there's going to be a bit of a uh, development in attractions. I reckon we're going to see some sort of treehouse hotel around the outside or as part of Animal Kingdom. And I think it might be linked in with something to do with Avatar. Avatar, by the way, opened 18 years ago and closed straight away because nobody liked it. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, I wouldn't surprise me if they have some sort of kind of nature-like hotel style idea where you can stay in the trees and maybe there's animals around and that sort of stuff. Kind of a development of Animal Kingdom Lodge. Or maybe it's an extension of Animal Kingdom Lodge. I don't know. Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I do agree with you. I think animal conservation is probably going to struggle a little bit. I think there will be an expansion in Animal Kingdom though. I think it will go from strength to strength. I think in 20 years time we'll finally really see that kind of myths and legends, dragons sort of idea coming about and really beginning to arrive inside the animal kingdom i think we're going to have that kind of whole beastly kingdom sort of area that will happen that's going to kind of cover up that conservation issue by bringing in mythical animals that are going to be within attractions and things like that it wouldn't surprise me if we have a small game of thrones kind of themed area for all our dragons and things like that that wouldn't be a stupid idea maybe would it? Um, but it wouldn't surprise me as well if Disney don't start in 20 years' time to start lose that kind of family element to some of it. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if we suddenly have a Walking Dead area within Hollywood Studios. Maybe Disney are going to steal some of that off Universal or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we, we see a more presence of, of the dragons and those sort of things that are going to be going on. Um, I think in 20 years' time, uh, Animal Kingdom will become a full day park in the sense that it will open at 8 a.m. and it will remain open until midnight. Uh, very much like they do with some of the other parks. I think that's destined to happen. Uh, specifically with the new nighttime attractions and stuff that are coming at the moment. That that's all part of the plan. By that, by 20 years' time, we're going to have a park that's going to be open until very, very late. It also, on a on a grand scale, on a whole scale, it would not surprise me if come 20 years' time that some of the parks might just be um, 24 hours. I, I can see, I can see the appeal of it, but that's that's, that's I suppose like twenty-four hour shopping at Asda, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know, you might as well have the doors open and let people in where you're stocking your shelves. Yeah, it doesn't cost you that much more. So I do wonder whether or not there might be some element of the parks being open for twenty-four hours in twenty years' time. Maybe. So I don't know, and not maybe not every day, but there's certainly more and more during the summer and things like that. It might be that the park just remains open for the whole summer. Yeah. Like so I don't know. There we go. So that's what we think might be going on at the parks in twenty years' time, and uh, I suppose we'll find out in twenty years whether we're right or not. The chances are we're probably miles off, and we've got it completely wrong. But we'll see. Uh, you, go on. Go, we'll go go back into this conservation animal. Thing. Yeah, going on. Go on. Yeah, and there's, there's probably some experts that'll be able to tell us yeah. more about it, um, or experts on Disney's Animal Kingdom, um, but. Isn't it quite interesting the fact that Pandora, their major land expansion at Animal Kingdom, doesn't really have any real animals in it? No. So that's their latest addition. And yes. it's it's gonna be a, it's a big section of land with no real animals in it. it. Are they hedging their bets about what could be coming? Possibly. You might be right. 
Right, well, there we go. That's the end of the show, which means it's time for this. Well, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you, Alan, for joining me. No problem, anytime. And uh, thank you all for listening once again. Of course, you can keep up to date with everything that's going on Disney Brit at DisneyBrit.com. Um, you can uh, get all of the shows and bits and pieces over there. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Podcast. And if you want to join the Disney Brit running team, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash running team. Can of course continue to sponsor us. Having just done the Wolf Run, uh, you can sponsor me over at justgiving.com forward slash running team. And if you still want to join the running team, plenty of time to do that. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter at Disney Brit, and uh, if you want to send us any emails, comments, questions, suggestions, things like that, I have actually got a question that we didn't get a chance to get round to this week, which we will get round to. And um, you can email us radio at disneybrit.com And uh, that's about it. Have I missed anything? Yeah, make sure you pay your Run to the Magic money yes. by the twentieth. If you've booked it, make sure you you do that. Otherwise, you're going to end up basically without a hotel or anything like that. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that in September. So uh, we'll keep badgering on all about that wonderful stuff. But uh, that is it for this week. We will be back next week for Disney Brit Bite Size. Thank you once again. And until then, we'll see you. Everybody, <laughs> that was swell.